This is How to Product. We make the mistakes. So you don't have to. I'm Strami. I'm Tall. I'm Nick. And this is our first episode of How to Product where we're recording over the internet. Uh, yes. Yeah, so hi, Tall. Hi, Strami. Uh, we're talking over Hello. video chat right now. Um, because this is the time of the coronavirus. And so we finally are back in recording, though, and talking about product things. Um, so today's episode, we wanted to talk about something that we've kind of all seen as something uh, that's difficult for PMs, which is that you have all of these amazing tools as a PM of how to like actually launch a product and know if it's good. You know, mm -hmm. you can do things like usability testing, you can do A-B experiments, you can do holdback groups, you can, you know, gradually roll out a product, you can look at like metrics in, in all these different ways. And sometimes like, you know, maybe you aren't using the right tool at the right time. Or when you have a hammer, like an A-B test, everything suddenly looks like a nail that you should hit with an A-B test. Um, and that's not the case. And so we wanted to like basically discuss today, like how do you think about that? You have some new feature, you have some new product. Like, how do you think about like which of these tools you use and why? So, like, I have some ideas, but like, I'm just like curious. Like, you know, tall. Like, how, how, how do you like? What's your general philosophy here, or what's the advice you would you know give someone of like how to think about this if they have a feature they're wanting to release? Yeah. So I think at a high level, I think the main thing you want to think about when you're looking at your your tools is what is the fastest way to get the information you need while minimizing risk. And that risk is going to vary quite a bit depending on the scope of the new feature that you're you're trying to launch or sort of the idea you have. Yeah. Uh, and the right approach might really depend on what you're trying to actually. What do you mean by the information you need? So I think anytime you're you have an idea, there's a lot of unknowns. There's also a ton of unknowns, unknowns. But at the high, I think within your unknowns, there's sort of two types of things. Right? There's why are you actually doing this, and are the is a feature that you have in place going to solve the problem you're trying to solve. And you don't know that stepping into, into the experiment, whether that's going to be the case. And you want to make sure that you're set up to learn that. Uh, and depending on, again, on exactly what your question is, you might want to use a usability test. You might want to actually run that A-B experiment. Uh, but you want to know, like, why, why am I doing this in the first place? And how do yeah. I know if I've actually done that? Of course, there's also the flip side of, like, how do I make sure I don't make things worse? Or how do I yeah, make sure yeah. that this doesn't make things terrible? Like, what are all the things I'm, I'm worried about in this space? Yeah, that's definitely like, uh, I think the, 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 both of those resonate with me. Like the first one being like, you just need to be like really crisp with like the understanding why you're building this feature. Like, you know, are you trying to solve yeah. a specific customer? You Like, you know, pain points, is this mm -hmm. like something that's more strategic for the company? And I think what's important there is that, is that all those things aren't necessarily like, it's not just a success metric, right? It's not just right. one one number you're yeah. trying to move in a certain direction. Uh, it's it's much more about like taking that step back of like what are you actually trying to achieve? Right. Yeah. So that the, exactly. So it's and, like and uh, the reason sorry, all, uh, the reason why you know this is important, I suppose, is that there are different tools that we have at our disposal to sort of understand how uh, features are performing or understand sort of if something is working, and those do depend on what you're actually trying to learn. Yeah. So like, for instance, you could be, so we're just trying to be really crisp with why we're doing this. Like maybe you're actually like, you're specifically just trying to like increase like, you know, upgrades or paid conversion in your product. And, you know, you're just running, you're building a bunch of features um, to like do that. 
you know, that's something that sounds a lot like you should be doing very specific A-B tests to like yeah. understand if you're actually how much you're actually moving that thing. Right. But like, let's say the goal is more just to build something people really love, just to make your product like better and something that people care about a lot more. Well, then that you know, that's a whole, you're, that could be a whole other episode. Gonna, like how do you know measure, if you're doing that? You're not going to measure love, Nick? Yes. No, I mean, like, you, I think you need to measure love. <laughs> um, like, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do that. And actually, that actually should be a new ep another episode is like how you determine if you're doing that. Um, there's also more strategic things. Like maybe like you're trying to like, you need your product to kind of enter a new, you know, area or something. And it's like, you know, you have to understand if you're actually succeeding there. So it is like a lot of questions, but it's really kind of just translating, like really being crisp with like, why are we doing this? And like, what does it look like if that's working? How do we know if we actually did the thing we wanted to do? Right. And yeah, so, so, so yeah, there's a lot of ways of doing that. And then the other bucket that you talked about, which I also really like is this what are all the ways things can go wrong you know i've heard people like refer to this as like pre-mortems before as you know opposed to post-mortems of like just kind of this exercise of understanding like if we failed why did we fail and i've like seen like i, I kind of like try to divide things into to two buckets when i look at that one is this like what are all of the metrics that i might accidentally screw up which would prevent you know this from releasing like you know <laughs> drops guardrail metric yeah, so like, so like, yeah, like, like guardrail metrics, like, yeah, don't like, you know, tank revenue or crash revenue beyond, you know, some, some amount or something. Well, um, don't break the critical user journey. That is really important to your, yeah, your yeah. user. Don't piss a lot of people off unless you have a very good reason to do it. Like, yep. <laughs> um, and then the other, the other, the other side though, is like, which parts, so it's like, like the metrics and like what might actually happen to like, you know, the larger ecosystem of the product. But the other one then is like, as a product manager, you're probably, you, sh you should be, if you're not like acutely aware of maybe where the weakest parts of your product are or where the mm -hmm. feature might fall yeah. over or fail. Well, and I think one of the pieces, positions that you're most uniquely set up to to do as a PM is also making sure that you actually articulate those and, and write them down in advance. Yes. And so the same way that you want to know in advance how what success is going to look like, you also want to list list out all of your your worries and sort of create that, that worry list and make sure that it covers everything that you want. It, so that everyone can keep an eye out for it. Oh, as well. I, I think you said one of the special words of the day of the of the episode, which the, is the worry list. The worry, worry list. list, which is yes, write down all of like. I, I guess the idea we're getting to is we, we said it was like yeah, it's like like you were just saying, Tal. It's like you just as a PM, you basically when you're planning this like release process and this release journey, you need to have this like list of like all the things you need to like learn and like test and figure out in order to like ensure that the product is going to be the success mm -hmm. you want it to be. Yeah. And if you don't know where to start on this, you know, just go ask your team, hey, we're going to create this list together. What are all the things we're worried about? And uh, they will have plenty yeah. of ideas. Oh, yes. People That's have many, point. many worries. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so, you, so you have this list then. How do you start thinking about, like, you know, I guess what, maybe, maybe a better question is, like, what types of things tend to be on this list? So if you guys, like, want to share some examples from your, your, um, your past. Yeah. I mean, we talked about some of them already here a little bit, which is the like guardrail metrics, right? The things you might not expect to move, but you might be surprised if they move, especially in the opposite direction you might want them to. So like articulating all those types of worries. Other types of worries might be, you know, PR risk, uh, might be some amount of like intertwined features risk, right? If you do this feature wrong, it might make people strongly dislike this other part of your product or, or mm. things like that. And so like interdependencies can be can be pretty risky there as well. Uh, it can also be a sort of strategic risk. Like you're trying to shift what your product is known for, or what your product is doing. And you might only really get sort of one shot to do that in the sense that you're trying to introduce a totally new behavior. 
And so that might be a sort of bigger mind shift. And so the the risk there might be higher and you might want to plan differently for how you experiment with that feature. Yeah, that stuff sounds pretty, that, that, those are the pretty like lofty high level. Bugs, server, yeah, I mean, on a more mundane level, like bugs, uh, server load, servers over, uh, yes. you know, t- toppling over. Uh, you never have bugs, you know, what, what are you else? talking about? People not knowing how to use the feature. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yes. this beautiful feature, but no one, either no one can find yeah, that, it that, or no one knows how to use one. it. Yeah, or yeah, or the you know the user experience isn't where it, it needs to be. Yeah, the um, polish isn't there. Uh, yeah, like yeah, like you said. Oh yeah, and you just said this from like yeah, no one no one can can find this. Um, yeah, I mean that's like a very explicit thing to say here. Like you know, for this feature to be successful, people are going to need to like find it. They need to understand what it is. They're going to need to like then find it valuable. <laughs> They're going to need to like find it so valuable that you know blank. And I think that's often one that is also the case. People will start with the top of the funnel for what they consider success. Like oh, people people used it, but that doesn't necessarily measure what you actually the reason you maybe wanted them to use it and the problem you were trying to help them with. And you want to make sure that you're measuring that whole sort of end to end experience or being able to track success on that. Yes. But so one I, thing Yeah, go ahead. One thing I was thinking about a little bit was um, some of the new new features that we're actually seeing launching right now with the urgency of, of coronavirus as a as a fun driving force. Um, and while I suspect they may not have gone through all of these steps, I was thinking we could sort of walk through what that process could look like. In particular, I was sort of mulling over recently the new some of the new um, sort of contactless delivery options that you have with say Uber Eats. Uh, and how quickly you're, you're, mull, you're, mull, you're, you're mulling over this? I was, yes, mulling over it in the like, sense like, that you're, you're sitting them, in like a rocker staring out at the empty streets mulling over. I mean, that's all, all I do at this point. I don't okay. have quite have a rocker, but I, you know, maybe someone can just okay. push me back and forth on a chair. But so for someone who's just been doing a lot of cooking the last two weeks, do you want to explain what that <laughs> feature might be? Yeah. Cooking a lot uh, the last two weeks. So I, I've seen this actually increasingly, not just for food delivery services, but sort of all delivery options that they increasingly in. have an option for uh, contact list delivery when you provide your delivery description. So uh, your delivery time or, or otherwise, you can select having contact list delivery, meaning that the individual delivering uh, would leave your, in this case, food at your door, uh, ring, ring the doorbell or knock, uh, and walk away um, so that you can then go and pick up your food without interacting with someone or being, you know, making sure that you're more than six feet away uh, from, from the person at your door. Okay. So if Strami, if you were the product manager on this mm. feature, how, how would you be approaching releasing this? <laughs> uh, that's a big question, Nick. Uh, well, we talked, you know, going back to what we talked about a little bit earlier today, there's sort of um, the, the, the worry list, maybe I have this backwards, but you know, the worry list of what could go wrong um, and how can we sort of think about it um, as well as sort of what are we trying to, uh, what are we trying to do here? And uh, what is it, what's it going to look like? And so in terms of the contact list delivery, we can think about a couple of different um, unknowns or things that we're trying to learn, like what's our learning uh, uh, schedule look like? And it might be things like, do people know how to use this? Um, mm-hmm. Like, do the does the user know how to use it? Does the delivery person know how to use it? Um, do they know what the, uh, like the, the term contact list delivery means? Um, do they know how to, uh, beyond like how do you like interact actually with the app, it? but like, where do they actually go and what do they actually do differently? Yeah. What's the etiquette behind right. it? Uh, do they like it? Is it buggy? How does it impact the core metrics? Um, is there going to be a bunch of like, 
you know, crazy things people have anticipated with like leaving food on the sidewalk, <laughs> right? I mean, like, like they get cold faster right. or something, or like, or not know. knowing exactly where yeah. where it was left. Yeah, yeah it's become ambiguous. Like, two people made orders and like they were both right. left outside. Like, yeah, yeah there's like, like all these things you might not right. know. Like these are kind yeah. of the unknown unknowns. Right. So unknown unknowns. Maybe maybe you want to start listing or answering the known unknowns. Like, what are the ten different types of you know ten most common types of front doors um, and like interaction patterns that need to be built in, uh, things like that. Okay. Right. So yeah. To kind of like jump on this list you said, like, so for instance, even the most basic one of like, do people understand what this is? Like how you can start addressing that and you it would be, you don't need to do a full release to understand that, right? You could yeah. like start doing user testing of like showing people the screen and like explain that explains like this feature and like ask them, you know, like, do you understand what this is? Like, do, does it make sense? Or asking um, them to describe like what would happen? What do yes. you think will happen if you select this option? It's a much better question, Tom. <laughs> um, uh, what, what other ones? Like, okay, so there's another question around, um, like, kind of what this would do to, like, the network, you know, of um, drivers and this is, like, a two-sided marketplace and everything. And, like, it also, they have their rides business. And I think the drivers are shared between those. So you probably could do things, like, where you, you know, you sort of understand that network and you could, like, model out, like, okay, let's say, you know, 5% of people choose this feature, 50% of people choose this feature, and it adds or decreases, like, the, um, you know, the the delivery time by like a minute or two, like what's that going to do to like all these other factors of the network? Like you could model that in advance, just like understand if that's going to cause any other problems. Um, For some of the buggy features, if you're worried about say how much your customer support calls or calls to the, the drivers might increase, you can do a rollout to start. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and just see sort of what customer reaction is, what driver reaction is in terms of understanding how to deal with that or otherwise as well. Mm -hmm. How would you do a partial rollout of that even if, you, because um, you have to have the driver and the user has to both have the feature. So you have to do that like, geographically or something, right? Potentially, you could also release it to more of the driver population, but to a subset of the customer population because they would be the ones actually asking for it. Okay. And so that could yeah. could help you, make sure that you only really, that the drivers only receive the right. content. You could also option. decide that you're okay with a, a longer uh, delivery time. Like you maybe eat the cost of the network being inefficient. And if you think that that's okay from a user perspective as well, but you're trying to like, this is where it's like, well, what are you actually trying to learn? You know, if you're trying to learn uh, how efficient it is, it doesn't help to launch to 10% of drivers and 10% of users. But if you're trying to learn what are the 10 different types of doorsteps that this can be left on, it's totally fine to launch like that. Yeah. So I think we did get a little backwards on ourselves where we kind of went to the worry list. Like, like, let's just try to articulate, you know, like, and like why, why like Uber would do this kind of feature and like how to know if it's like being successful. Um, like a few things that come to mind is one, they're probably just, you know, there's like a huge health and safety aspect about it, which is basically actually, is this effectively decreasing like the number of like human to human, like contacts yep. on the network? Um, another thing is it probably will maybe now feel comfortable ordering from this. Um, there's probably a satisfaction element. You would assume that both the drivers and the um, customers are more satisfied because they don't have to, they don't have this worry. Um, I don't know. What, what, what other things would like, you know, make the, the occur to you of all what success would look like of this feature? I mean, there's the one you talked about, Nick, a little bit earlier in terms of the network effect of being able to get more deliveries done, which can also be a positive effect for drivers in terms of how much they can earn in a certain time period. Um, 
Actually, just sorry, just another thing to add to the worry list is I have no idea how this would appear in the UI, but they, this could like lead to like some drop off and just you know the 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 orders being completed because of confusion or something. Another thing to check for. Yep. No worry. List. Nick, we were trying to talk. I'm sorry. About, I'm sorry. Success where you're worrying. Sorry. Okay. The true measure of a PM how how long your worry list is. No, you got to start with at least one like Very strong. Long. Well, sure, but you got to at least you know start with one strong core. Like, why does what is the purpose for this existing? Otherwise, you can get into yep. some right. some weird product features. Okay, sorry, we're off track. Yes, yeah, we're off track. So I, we we generated both of these lists basically, and so like it would be great if like someone can just kind of like walk through maybe then like what the end to end like ideal process would maybe be like of the different steps here. I can try to do that. So like I think like the first thing would be like okay doing like this initial modeling to understand even before you release stuff, if, if this might cause, you know, other negative effects in the network. Number two is like do user testing. Like, do people actually understand this concept, like iterating on that, like offline with users before you actually like, build it out. Okay. Then like the next phase to me seems like some type of percentage rollout, either geographically or like, you know, this lopsided driver to, to end user perspective where you're measuring all these things you're worried about like you know, conversion rate on, on the like orders, um, actual like real world effect on the network times, like these, you know, are you actually having the increases you were hoping for in terms of, um, uh, you know, satisfaction and things. Now the interesting thing is like, let's say you don't see increases in satisfaction or you don't like, that's not a reason to stop this, right? Like, are you, you know, yeah, it mean, might be. This, this goes back to what you had highlighted as one of the successes, which is like health is yeah. one of the main goals here. And so seeing sort of everything just being neutral is also considered a positive in this scenario. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think actually you're right. That is, if the top level thing is just reducing, you know, human interactions, like then it's basically a question of like how much this feature basically becomes of like how often are people using the contactless thing, yep. and do we think we're actually like decreasing how many times people have to interact with each other? Um, so that could either be just on you know Uber's network, like how many fewer face to face interactions are happening now, or if they're like now like saving people from having to go to the grocery store. Yep. Yeah, it was like, it's like trying to get a handle on whether you're actually accomplishing that or whether you need to like rethink the feature somehow. Yeah. And I mean, I think one thing that's interesting to note for this particular example, though, is the urgency for this particular yes. sort of feature rollout or otherwise in the sort of current environment is probably very different than it would be for product development otherwise. And I yes. expect that there are, they, they probably did not go through all of these steps. Uh, and right. this and, was probably one which was like, and, let's run with it. And we actually all know, I think the person who maybe was working on this, so we can actually ask and see what really happened. Follow up, yeah. Well, and, you know, and this is the opportunity cost uh, concept. So I'm sure you, you can think about it for your own product uh, and, I and think, how it applies. Uh, yeah, also highlights one of the balances, balancing acts that you as a PM always get to do, which is experiments are great, whether it's, you know, usability testing or ex live experiments uh, with your user base but you don't need to experiment for everything. It's not always the right or necessary tool. And there are other factors that should come into play when you're making making the call. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's also something I wanted to emphasize too, is that we, we made these really exhaustive lists and like not everything we said for this feature like needs to happen or, um, you know, if you don't see it, it like means you shouldn't do the feature. Um, you have to bring that practical like wisdom into this and like what, and keep your perspective on like what's actually important here. Yeah. So tell what's our homework for this? Yeah. So one of one of the pieces of homework we wanted to encourage you all to do is to look at a feature that has been launched relatively recently and just think through how would you have structured their sort of learnings plan and and release plan? And what what types of unknowns are you trying to answer? 
And what are your process? What is your process for answering each one? And then feel free to also put that filter on top of like, given the realities and the time frame it might take for each of those steps, which of these would you actually feel were high priority to do, and which would you not? Um, and with that, this has been how to product. You've learned about some of the different tools you can use to learn from and experiment with a new feature. Now go make good things happen.